Welcome to Remotely Creative, a RimCat podcast where we talk to artists, designers, and wildcards about how they're surviving in the era of COVID-19 isolation. I'm your host, Rob Flattery, and today I'm joined by Ian Fisher, who works as a contemporary artist specializing in large oil-on-canvas cloud paintings based in Denver, Colorado. Thanks for being here, Ian. Thanks for having me, Rob. Yeah. So, um, you know, I said that you do cloud paintings. Why don't you tell me a little bit more? I mean, I know that's what you do, but you probably <laughs> go a little bit, little bit deeper there. Sure. Yeah, it's, um, that is a very good way of describing the work. You know, if I have one sentence, that's usually my go-to. Um, but yeah, it's, um, the clouds are much more of kind of a vehicle for, I guess, uh, making a painting, uh, building a composition, um, and kind of allow me to keep one foot in contemporary realism and representation and another one in abstraction. It's, um, they allow me to make a thing and also uh, make that thing whatever I want it to be. So it's much more about painting and the clouds are, you know, like I said, the uh, subject matter, but also just the way that I make a painting. Awesome. Awesome. So, you know, obviously the thought of this podcast is, is to kind of bring artists and designers um, to people who are going through this kind of isolation and quarantine um, based on the COVID-19 era that we are currently living in. Um, when, what was the moment you realized that this is actually for real? Um, it was, I think, the first time I got very nervous about it was when the first case hit Colorado. Uh, my wife called me while I was at the studio and said, hey, like, I don't mean to alarm you, but this is happening. And why don't you just go to the store and grab, you know, some food, some cleaning supplies, that type of thing. And we were lucky we beat all the people who were alarmed and buying up all the toilet paper and, you know, the things that you don't really need. But, um, I was still thinking to myself, okay, I can still get to the studio. I can still kind of do this. It's going to be okay. This, you know, won't be huge. And then it just, every single day, every time I turned on the news, it was more and more and more and more. And eventually I just made that decision with my wife. Hey, let's really stock up. Let's get inside. Let's stay home. Let's move some work home so that I can keep this thing going for just in case, you know, they lock us down, you're ready. And then three days after I did that, they, you know, did the uh, stay at home orders for the city. And here I am. So it's very real right now. Nice. Well, do you have enough toilet paper? Since apparently that's the, the currency <laughs> that we We're, We feel working. like we have a reasonable amount. We'll be okay. Right. So. Good. I, I've heard horror stories of people cutting to uh, um, paper towels in thirds and using that and uh, you gotta do what you gotta do. So. I guess so, man, I guess so. <laughs> um, so, you know, you transition the studio over to your house. How has your art kept you kind of grounded throughout all of this? Uh, it's been good to have the distraction, I guess, of the discipline. Um, it was a tough transition. I think just getting my mental, uh, you know, my headspace wrapped around, you know, working in this space that's, I have a lot less space here at home. It's just 
different. It's always some kind of rotating paintings onto the wall instead of having this nice big space where I could spread out and just have no distractions. But, you know, once that passed, I'm starting to get into a groove and starting to, you know, have things um, happen. And it there's some normalcy in that that's going on with life where everything else in life right now seems really foreign and really just, you know, I know not many of us have ever been through something like this. And I know I certainly have, and everything just feels so different. And so having the work as the constant really helps me to stay down here on earth and probably not get caught up in a lot of things that I shouldn't be focusing on. Yeah. So, you know, that transition, how has it changed your creative process or, or has it? Um, it's strange cause you know, I'm living with the work, but, um, you know, when I got out of school, I, you know, I didn't have a studio for a year and a half, two years. And I was making work at home during that time as well. So I was working out of my living room. So it does feel like it's kind of back to that, but it has changed, I guess. I mean, one of the problems is I was working on some really large paintings that I knew I wouldn't be able to fit in the elevator. So those are just gonna have to be put on the back burner for a bit. But, you know, things, you're working a little bit smaller. Um, you're working with a very specific set of tools that you know that you need. You don't have everything at your fingertips. But that kind of helps inform the work as well in a strange way. And so everything kind of just gets more specific, I guess. Yeah, I mean, you have those those confinements as far as scale and and media um, tools that you that you normally rely on. Does it kind of take you back a little bit? And you know, before you learned, hey, maybe I should go big. You know, eighteen by twenty four. That that was something that you could afford or something like yeah, that. Yeah, absolutely. And I mean, it's um, a lot of you know, a lot of my work is around that idea of like constraint and, you know, what I can and can't do. You know, you set up rules in your head for just how you make your own work just from, um, you know, a decision of why you're making the work how you are. But constraints are a really interesting thing when you think of, you know, what you have maybe with the colors that you're painting with or the tools that you're working with, the size that you're working with. And, you know, frankly, like money, one of those things where it's like, okay, you know, when things start to get harder and it's, you know, it's expensive at times to make art. And that's a time where you're like, okay, I'm going to focus on making some works on paper right now. And I haven't made works on paper in a long time. And I'm interested to kind of see what those look like. And see you know how it's changed since I was you know in my early 20s nice um why is it so important to create right now is that I, I just think it's we can't hit the pause button on everything and I think it's one of those things that we can keep doing it where there are so many things that we can't do anymore especially being with one another, I think, is the one of the hardest uh, things that a lot of us are going through. 
I think it's important to keep that kind of culture going. And I think art is a really good um, time teller at times. I think a lot of the work that's being made right now is going to reflect the times that we're going through. Maybe not so obviously, but whether we like it or not, it's in our subconscious. And I think it's important that we document those things at this time. Yeah. So, you know, you're kind of talking about that. Where are you getting your inspiration from um, while you're in quarantine? Well, I had an exhibition set to open up in late July. So much of the work that I'm working on right now was um, I decided kind of the plan for that uh, a couple of months ago. So I'm still focused on the idea that that show is going to open and you know all else fails if i get to that point and things aren't still opening up you know at least i've got this good body of work that's kind of ready to go and i can just continue making work until then it's a great reason to make work during this time that seems really you know impossible to work but you know i still have deadlines i still need to be disciplined i still need to be making these works you know regardless of whether i had a show or not and it's also just what I do too. So it's a reason to make a thing and, you know, do my best in doing it, I guess. Nice. Yeah. Um, well, it's a good time to stockpile, just stockpile sure. all your work there. And then you yeah, definitely. I feel, yeah. I've had um, an issue with, with, uh, inventory before, so it'll be, it'll be good during this time, I suppose. So, but you know, um, what do you tell the younger artists in the world, who may fear the unknown? Uh, well, uh, it seems extra unknown right now, but I feel like a lot of art in the art world and, you know, going out and just getting started, it's all unknown and there's no silver bullet for any artist of how you're going to, you know, be successful in whatever that word means. I mean, there's lots of different ways to be successful and, you can try and do them all. You can try for one, you can focus on anything, but right now it's just, you know, the unknown parts are really scary, scariest probably because we're all trying to pay bills. We're all trying to stay healthy and we're all trying to hope that our loved ones stay healthy as well. So, um, you know, the unknown when it comes to art might take a back seat right now, but I tell them that just, I say, and you can really apply it to anything. Um, one of them is really difficult right now, but you know, the three things I always kind of live by are um, be a good person, uh, work hard and show up. Showing up is pretty tough right now, but instead of showing up, you just gotta put yourself into your work right now and you gotta just show up every day. And it's about that discipline of, getting in the studio and by studio, I mean, it could be, you know, your desk at home, your couch, your, a wall, you know, whatever you can use to make the thing that you want to make on, go for it, do it. I mean, I hate to be, it sounds kind of corny, but it's a discipline. You got to work it and you just got to keep working it. And that goes the rest of their lives, you know? For sure, yeah. Th th this doesn't just that doesn't just apply to quarantine times. I think that's that's good advice to live by. One hopefully yeah, sure. get back to normal. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, and hopefully, indeed. But yeah, I mean, it's never 
there's never a lull. It seems like you always got to be working it and, you know, taking care of yourself and making sure that there's a good balance in there as well. But, you know, when you have this opportunity and if you're not doing anything, now's the time, you know, now's the time to really dig in and, you know, work those ideas out and take what you're learning from school or from your peers and, you know, connect with them as much as you can online or over the phone, have those discussions, have the studio visits over Zoom calls, whatever. I mean, it's, you know, you can still have a critique and it's a pretty amazing tool to have these days. Yeah, I, you know, for me, one thing I see with all this, everyone using Zoom and, and kind of doing this uh, video conferencing is I definitely see it kind of opens up the ideas. So, you know, people can do studio visits. Someone who's across, uh-oh. Um, <laughs> someone can do, you're good. Someone can do studio visits with someone across the country. And now that we've all kind of been forced into doing this, that I think it actually opens up some doors where, um, you know, a lot of people would be like, no, I can't, I can't respond to the work if I'm not in the room. Right. Um, I think it's, it might change a little bit of our, our industry as far as how that, how that goes. The internet has already changed art so much and it's in social media and all of those things. But this crisis that we're going through it now has changed the whole world and how we are trying to do business and everything. And it's going to continue that way. And it's, it's a strange thing to be thinking about, you know, um, not going and seeing art for me. Um, that's an important part of what I, you know, do is viewing art, seeing art and talking about it with people. And now we are, our industry is changing with this and a lot of industries are about how they're doing business. But, you know, I think it's, um, again, it's one of those constraints where we got to, do the best we can in this and I think we're going to learn a lot about different things because we have to and I think it can open up doors because why not you know it's a thing right now where it's like we've got these tools at our fingertips and literally I mean they're it's our phones you know it's our computers that are right there and just go for it reach out send an invitation to somebody, see if you can, you know, connect with them because just because you can't see any, see somebody, you, uh, doesn't mean you can't have a relationship with them. Definitely. Um, how do you think this, you know, everything that's going on impacts artists differently from other industries? Um, I think going back to that again, I mean, the, looking and seeing art and connecting is such a big part. There's such a social part of, especially here in Denver, it's a very supportive community in that way. Um, so, but I mean, it's a funny thing. Artists are kind of hermits at the same time. Um, much of the time spent as an artist, you're in the studio by yourself, working on your ideas, your objects, whatever they are and you're in your own head and much of you know being in college you are definitely surrounded by a community and you're constantly talking about your work but once you're out all those things kind of go away and um, you know the community is still there but much of making art is a very 
you know, it's a solo mission. And so for that, I don't know how much it's changed, you know, exactly. But, and I know so much business is done in an office, in, you know, a building, in a, not so much community, but in that kind of system where, you know, you have to abide by these things. I think the world is changing so much because so many industries are figuring out how to keep that business going while not being in a cubicle next to the person that you needed to. A lot of things, you know, it's the funny thing of, you know, um, this meeting could have been an email and now we're discovering where it's like, oh yeah, that absolutely could have been an email because that's what we got. We can have these Zoom meetings, but to be honest, I think a lot of these things are gonna make us more efficient at times, but at the same time, I don't know, it's, the hardest thing is not seeing the people that I care about, I suppose, at this time. I haven't had any personal tragedies um, that have affected me directly, but um, you know, not seeing people and not knowing when I'm going to see them is tough. For sure. Um, you kind of touched on social media and we talked about, you know, the use of the internet as far as the Zoom meetings. Do you see, you know, this transitioning into like virtual gallery space? I know that's something that's always been brought up. And for me personally, I've always balked at the idea because I always imagine like someone saying, oh, let's build a gallery in Second Life kind of situation that no one wants to see. But, right. you know, do you see a more expanded role of being able to view artwork at home or anything like that? Do you think that's coming? Yeah, I think, I mean, it was already starting to happen already. I mean, brick and mortar galleries are already kind of going by the wayside a lot of times. I hate to say that because I enjoy going to galleries so much, but um, it, it'll still be tough. Nothing's like seeing the thing in person. Um, you know, it's a funny thing too. I remember reading art history and seeing images and books and on the internet and seeing it in person just changes your relationship with that object so much, I think. And sometimes not not for the better. I've seen paintings before that I was so excited to see that I, you know, wrote papers on. And I saw it in person and it was a big letdown for me. But I don't know, it's gonna be tough. But I mean, this is what we gotta do right now. And the funny thing about it is, I mean, we've been doing it for so long with uh, apps like Instagram, where, you know, it's no bigger than the three by three inch square on your phone and it's somehow been translating that way. But I don't know. I guess for now we're gonna be looking at museums online and looking at galleries online and looking at images online. And a lot of that you're doing already. I haven't been to New York in a few years and I'm still trying to look at as much work that's going on there, you know, as much as I can. So I'll miss my community, but a lot of that digital stuff is, uh, or digital exhibitions, I think they're happening and I think they should continue happening because there's a lot of artists who, you know, have a lot of work right now and it's just gonna sit in a storage or in their home until it can get out in the world. So until then, I think the digital model is what we got. Definitely. 
expands your reach a little bit too. Um, sure. you know, definitely. And, and there's less walking. So if you're in New York, there's a lot of walking. So yeah, absolutely. You're right. Yeah, no. And it absolutely does expand your reach. Um, Instagram for me has been an amazing tool just for getting my work out in the world. You know, it used to be, if you wanted to make it as an artist, you would have to leave Denver and, you know, go to one of the major cities. But now it seems Denver, you can have as a home base, you can make work here, you can ship it anywhere around the world. You can also just send images in a second all over the world, which is amazing. I remember doing my BFA and I still had to submit slides as you know, the way that to communicate to a jury that you know these images are what I had, and it took forever. And now it's just you know, upload them, send them. Mm -hmm. Thank you very much. All done. So, yeah, there's definitely some advantages um, to the digital world for sure. Yeah. I, otherwise, we wouldn't be able to do this podcast right now. So yeah, absolutely. Let's get talking letters. Yeah. <laughs> Um, so last question for you, what are you planning on doing once you're out of quarantine? Um, I think I'm gonna, well, I mean, until this thing really calms down, I mean, we just got to practice social distancing all the way until this thing is over. I mean, I hate to say it, but, and you know, quarantine is, you know, there's different numbers for when that is going to end and not going to end. But, you know, we have to be smart. We have to be safe right now. But once it is over, I mean, I'm going to reconnect with the people that I love and care about. Um, you know, I'm already fantasizing about it. And we've only been in this for a few weeks, really. And really, I mean, the Denver stay at home, that was only a week ago. Nope. But um, I don't know, just uh, reconnect with people is going to be the main thing. Um, get back to, you know, I'm working, so nothing's going to change there, but I don't know. It's going to be nice to embrace one another again. Go out to eat in public. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Yeah, no, so many things. It's, uh, I don't know, things we took for granted all the time. Nice. Well, Ian, do you want to um, shout out your Instagram and your website so people can find you? Yeah, for sure. On uh, Instagram, you can check me out at cloud on cloud love and my website is just ianfisherart.com awesome well ian thank you so much for being our first guest here on remotely creative um i really appreciate your time i'm i'm glad that we could connect and you could visit ver uh, virtually dude rob this is great man i really appreciate you doing this yeah, well, thank you. The episode will be up soon, so check it out. Let everybody know. All right. Sounds good, bud. Awesome. Well, thanks. You have a good one. Hey, you too, man. Later. Thanks, Ian. All right. Thanks, everyone, for tuning in to this episode. Remember, you can find links and images from today's pod on our website, remcad.edu backslash remotely creative. That's R-M-C-A-D dot edu forward slash remotely creative and don't forget to submit your questions for us by emailing remotely creative at remcad.edu make sure you subscribe to remotely creative wherever you listen to podcasts and leave us a five-star review 
Special thanks to our team here, Gretchen Marie Schaefer, Chris Daly, Mel Kern, and Madeline Austin for making today's episode possible. Until next time, take care of yourselves and take care of each other.